You are now listening to an Open Mind Industries production. Welcome to Open Mind Industries Podcast, The Mind Unleashed. Sit back, relax, and unleash your mind. Hey guys, welcome to episode 84 of the Mind Unleashed. As we always do, let's give you a shout out to some supporters. First one's going to be Pavel from Scan to CAD. He is offering 3D scan services for $100 an hour, guys. Amazing, amazing work from what I've seen so far. He just got done scanning a 1911 Porsche. Yeah. He's using the PL3D, which offers high level detail. But I'm going to work. I will leave links down below to him in our Instagram, stuff like that. So I'm going to put more and more stuff. You'll see some of his work, maybe in the video podcast, once I get done editing and all that stuff. He's offering you guys about $100 an hour per service, and it's amazing, amazing work. You can get everything done within a matter of 24 hours, usually. But I'll let him explain more of that when I get a little more links down below in the description. I didn't really read anything yet just yet, but I've been talking with him for a couple of days. Amazing dude. And I can't recommend his work so far. It's been amazing. He's been really freaking good in what he does. I've seen a lot of this stuff on Instagram. Definitely, if you're looking to get something 3D scanned, especially from reverse engineering for car manufacturing or whatever it may be, his prices are pretty freaking phenomenal. Um, honest to goodness, dude, we've had a long chat about two weeks ago and um, started chatting and said, hey, because I'd like to collaborate. What do you think? And I said, sure. So, yeah, $100 an hour, usually offering. And amazing, amazing work. What I've seen so far through his Instagram page, the scanning is really, really well done. So, it's like really, really high level of detail. And the parts and the part reverse engine look amazing. So, definitely, I'll put a link down below so you guys can check him out. Scan the cat. Check him out. Also, guys, please check out Angie Connors. Angie is one of our friends who hooked us up with our house. Really good real estate agent. If you're trying to find a home in the Florida area, wherever it may be, she really walks you through the buying process and what you should be looking for into getting a home, what you should be looking for the paperwork and stuff like that. Can't recommend her enough. Angie Connors links will be down below in the description. Also, can't recommend Cass enough. Cass is Cinematic Aerial Services. What Daniel does is professional drone shooting for small businesses, homes, you know, stuff like that. Trying to get your stuff on the market, trying to show your home off, trying to do some small, you know, videography with the drone. Amazing, amazing drone pilots. He's offering you guys dollars for property. So if you're trying to get your business or your stuff done, taken care of properly, or your music video, something like that, hook him up. He's amazing. Check him out. Cass Cinematic Aerial Services. Also, can't recommend this guy enough. Strabin Law, Strabin Law goes up with our USPDO and trademark stuff. Walking us through every step of the way on how it's done, why we should do it, and what it protects you from, what it doesn't protect you from, stuff like that. StrabinLaw.com. Links will be down below in the description. Alright guys, welcome to episode 84 I'm sitting here. Yay! Um, hope you guys are still doing well from the coronavirus. Um, this is going to be kind of a bonus episode from last episode. Um, oh, but we're doing well. This is like still day six for me. I decided to do another episode after this. Got kind of, in the last episode got kind of, uh, phone call came through. So, um, I wanted to talk about something special that you guys, I didn't really get to speak about for about a week now. And now that it's kind of out there, we kind of had some test runs with it. We are going to talk about The Born Stuntacular, the show that took over Terminator 2 3D 
eight years of my life at Universal Orlando, it finally was announced. It finally, you know, they finally said, boom, this is what it's going to be. Boom, boom, we got photos next to the front and stuff like that. Um, and I can talk about some stuff. I won't talk about everything. I won't give you, I'll give you some, like, hey, but I won't give you everything that I saw, how the show is. I will give you just some fun stuff before you go inside. And you get to see some really awesome stuff for the general public. I am pretty sure once all this corona shit dies down and we kind of get back to normal, they'll finally get back to testing and, you know, doing their um, blocking and stuff like that for the show. So, here we go, man. Like, I, I hope you guys are ready for this. It's, uh, you know, when we closed down, and you guys have heard this many times before, Terminator 2 3D, it was kind of more of a family thing, and, you know... We was rushed. We really didn't know what the fuck we were getting, and honestly, you know, I knew, like I said in many Terminator podcasts previous to this one, um, you know, what was going on. There's a guy, I don't even know the engineer's name, the young kid who was doing, you know, a fabrication or working for creative. He was measuring the back area of Terminator. He was just saying, hey, man, you know, I don't know when you're closing. I just know that you're closing. This is when I was working in the pre-show area of uh, Terminator 2. Um, and... You know, that kind of didn't strike me as odd, because every freaking week we were being told, hey, you guys are closing down, you guys are closing down, we're not renewing contract. And they just would renew contract, and they would just renew it again, and the actors would be, you know. Now, I feel bad for a lot of the actors that, you know, um, a lot of them, you know, were out of work, a lot of them lost, you know, it was, hey, when it was done, it was done. This was what it was. And for us, being given ops people, from you know, you get to go to another area or whatever, you know, <laughs> Uh, Universal finds something for you to do. They'll find something. You know, they'll ask you, hey, what would you feel comfortable doing? Do you want to do this or this? And luckily, I chose, you know, Fallon. Um, yeah, y'all know where I work. People have seen me and said, hey, man, I saw the podcast. When can I be on? Most people stop me and say, what can I be on? I have a lot of geeky stuff I want to talk to you about. Door's always here. <laughs> There's going to be a new link down below in the description so you guys can actually chime in on questions. Or if you'd like to be on, let me know, man. I've had one guy hit me up and say, hey, man, I'd like to be on the podcast. When can I set up a date? And I said, when I have free time, <laughs> it's just getting people comfortable to want to be on the podcast and talk and jibber jabber and go through Skype and stuff like that. So I can be either with you or I can be through a video screen. Doesn't really matter. I'd like doing it either way. But anyway, yeah, we didn't freaking know. And then when you get to choose, you know, the venue we're going to, I the first one I freaking chose was uh, um, Jimmy Fallon was my first choice. The second choice was Harry Potter, the uh, crane experience that takes you across to both parks. Um, I see more behind the scenes than you guys would see if you don't work there. Um, it's not as It pees on you if you go backstage. <laughs> That's just a little fun tip. It does pee on you. What I think it is, it's not really pee. Guys. It's just the moisture, I guess, from underneath the track, from all the, the moving and stuff like that. It runs off a uh, pulley system, which is pretty cool. Um, it's two different variations. I always tell people, if you've never done the train from King Cross, you want to do the uh, Universal side first. And then you want to go over to the IOAs for a second. And then when you go backwards, because the train pulls in differently, it goes just reverse. It's kind of like what a train would do in real life. It'd have a front and back engine. It would pull, you know, one state hop on the other side, hop on the other side. Uh, they get more horsepower, stuff like that. I always ask, what the hell was that for? And they said, more horsepower. I used to be a rail fan, so I learned a lot about trains and stuff like that. I still might be wrong, but I was with the rail fans. So they kind of explained with the, uh, the Amtrak system and stuff like that, how that actually works with the engineers. It's pretty neat. Um, anyway. So, yeah, um, God, how the hell is this right? But anyway, yeah, so, you know, 
The Train was my second. Uh, believe it or not, Men in Black was my third. Now, I've been in Men in Black many times, worked there, was an agent for a long time, Agent Q. Uh, you know, and I, I was there for quite a bit. I loved it. You know, it was a good team. I was there for Horror Nights uh, back in 2010? Yeah, 2010, I believe. 2010 to 2011. I was there for maybe about half a year. I don't know, probably a full year. I kept my certifications and then kind of just said, eh, you know, I dropped them. Uh, and enjoyed it. Enjoyed the team. The problem is when I went back and refreshed and stuff like that. Uh, it was just, just it wasn't a team that I was used to. And I kind of was like, do I want to be here? And people were just kind of bailing left and right and saying, eh, it's not really for me, you know. Um, so, surprisingly, I wasn't told anything once we closed D2, you know, where I was going. Our boss kind of kept it a secret because he wanted to make it kind of a fun thing. And my mom knew before I did. And it was shocking because she's some of our managers over there. And she said, hey, I know where you're going. I said, I don't know where the hell I'm going. <laughs> you know, they, they won't tell me. So we knew, you know, when T2 was closing, we really knew, didn't know much. And it's kind of sad when venues close, when Jaws close, and stuff like that. I meet a lot of people that are, you know, regulars, and, you know, who still work for the park and stuff like that. It, it, and if you've never worked for a park, you don't know the love. You don't know, it doesn't compare to anything in the fucking world. It really doesn't. I can't compare this to anything in the world. Um, working for a theme park, it really, you, you're with these people so much, they become family. They actually become family friends. Um, you go to dinner with them, you end up going for outings, you end up like, hey, what are you doing tonight? You end up going to rides at the, you know, at your job. You end up doing, you're more or less at work when you are with your family. It's, it's sad to say it that way, but they become your work life, you're your family. And even when some people quit, you still keep in contact. You get their phone numbers, you talk with them. They come to the park to see you, you see, see them. Hey, we're going out for dinner, how about you come with? You know, it becomes kind of that. And I've got many people that I worked with over the years from, you know, Universal that I still chat with. And a lot of people, like, that try to kind of grasp our understanding of, like, what are y'all, why are y'all always together? Why are you always going, like, you guys are always playing, you know, pop-up golf or going out to fun, the thing called Fun Spot here in Orlando. Uh, where you're going to do something weird at Disney, or doesn't you, you guys get bored? It becomes kind of a family. Um, and that's how it was over the years with Terminator, some of the shows we worked with. Being there for years, wasn't really planning it. I started the Poseidon's Fury, which uh, I spoke on many other podcasts. Um, friends started at an old ride, Confrontation. So we had a long, nerdy conversation about that on one of uh, his chats that he was started the confrontation and then was at Ghostbusters for a while and I was like wait what so I got to learn some stuff from them about Ghostbusters because I would never been a lot of old venues I never got to see or never got to uh, visit because we came in Orlando around 2001 after September 11th so we came in around around January so this wasn't too long after December and security was still kind of heightened even they didn't have security like they do now um, they had a guy with an M16 with a damn cop dog and another guy, you know, just, you know, kind of being National Guardsman, like, you know, doing your thing. I remember my bag got pulled for dusting, as he called it, uh, and, because I had, uh, rechargeable batteries at the time, and rechargeable batteries weren't really a thing, so you had a recharging thing, you know, you get to, now you get to go and get up from Energizer, and you plug it into your stupid outlet, and you plug your AA batteries in, which I still use for the, uh, Zoom recorder from on the go, I recommend the Energizer. Lithium ion states things work freaking great. I'm plugged in right now uh, to a wall outlet, which works not a wall, but a um, a power thing. So it really keeps the thing going. But if I'm on the go doing a podcast, I can usually keep this thing going for about a couple hours, which is great. <laughs> All right. Um. Anyway, yeah. So like we either dust my bag or I'm gonna dust your bag real quick. Like, what the fuck does that mean? You know, my mom's like, I guess 
He looked at it and he's like, oh, it's a battery. It's a battery charger. Okay. It's not a bomb or anything. Um, so, you know, when we came to Orlando, we got the new confrontation. We got to do Kong. We got to do, um, uh, Back to the Future like eight to nine times. That was my I truly fell in love with Terminator 2 3D. Like, fell in love with it, saw it like six times. Um, we didn't have this shit in New York. I grew up in upstate New York. We didn't have, uh, Universal Orlando, Bush Gardens, uh, Disney, you know, stuff like that. Only got to Disney once. We ended up doing a full week over at, um, Universal was much cheaper just to do a week pass than it was blah, blah, blah. You know, it was to do a day pass. My mom was like, well, let's just do a week pass. It's probably the same price as just getting a day ticket. So we, it was like a couple bucks extra. My mom's like, let's do a week pass because we're going to want to see more. The kids are going to want to do more. So we ended up doing it with me and my aunt, uh, my uncle Steve at the time, and uh, my mom's boyfriend's son, Josh. Ended up going. And, uh, you know, it was a good time. I don't remember what the hell I did with the stupid Islands Cup that had a map in it and stuff like that. He used to have this really cool map of all the rides. Um, the one ride that blew us away over there was definitely uh, Spider-Man, which is still there to this day. Marvel Super Iron Man speaking with Captain America, my little cripple butt, meeting Scooby-Doo and the gang. And it was a really big thing. We got to meet um, a lot more characters uh, that we had, you know, the Hanna-Barbera was still there and stuff like that, so I got to do the Elroy ride. Um, Nickelodeon was the only thing I wanted to do when I was there. Sounds fucking stupid, a guy being 16, you know, wanting to do Nickelodeon, but I can't judge myself. Because when I got to where they worked for Universal, like, a couple years later, <laughs> uh, it was, uh, since 2000, so, fucking, like, five years later, I'm working for Universal Orlando. I got hired in 07, five or six years, hired in 07, and, uh, shockingly, they accepted me as one of their own, and, I've been there now, um, starting next month for um, 13 years. So it's been fucking amazing to see a, a company grow the way it has and to be a part of it, like see rise being put in and get to go into the sound stages and kind of geek out with people who used to work for Nickelodeon. And it freaking freaks me out when I get to talk to one of the temple, personal guy who was temple guard. I don't remember his name off the top of my brain, Tony Todd, something like that. Um, when I was sitting back, I was talking backstage and I said, man, I wonder what temple was like. Temple was filmed here. And so it was this, and then one of the guys goes, yeah, I used to work there, and it posted out his phone of, like, these old fucking photos that he had, that he used to work on there. So we got to nerd out, I got to nerd out with him, and I said, dude, I, I gotta nerd with you, I gotta know some things. So he was able to tell me a lot and send me a few things to learn. Hopefully, uh, I can bump into him again and kind of, um, we can talk on, maybe get him on to talk about, like, Legends, maybe. Uh, for anybody who's been on the show and wants to talk, I would love to talk with some old Nick people. Because, like, I heard the show was, like, people, they told me all the ins and outs of, like, it wasn't as fucking, it wasn't as clean as you think. And, and this is how it was done. Because I asked, I saw a few articles from Nickelodeon on the, the Facebook page, stuff like that. And stating that, like, you know, they would hold kids in certain areas because they only had so many episodes day to shoot. And, um advertisers were doing this, and they only had so much merchandise to give away to the kids, and somebody would always go away with a little something, but nothing much major. <coughs> uh, this was just the budget of the show. And a lot of them were like, yeah, man, like, that's that's the way it was, and you know, I said, what was this guy? They go, dude, <laughs> they go, one of the guys said he literally some kid pissed his fucking a few people pissed themselves, because how they come out of the, the side and say, scare the shit out of you. I'm like, I'd shit my fucking pants if you came up to me and grab me like that, and, you know, scare me. And, uh, you know, so we got to speak with them, and, and it was so cool to learn about this stuff. And OMAC used to be actually at, uh, at, uh, Animal Actors. There used to be an old OMAC. And somebody spotted it, showed me to me. When I first started, they went, dude, <laughs> come here. And they went, went, they went, that's OMAC. And I went, 
the fuck? And it really was Omex. It was one of the Omex. And I was freaking out. I was like, oh my god, it's fucking cool. And they're like, yeah, man, like, what did you do when you first came? Like, you didn't get to do any of this? I was like, no, I didn't get to see Nicolette. All I wanted to do, because I found out through yesteryear, I think I'll put a link down below in the description, for yesteryear about Nickelodeon, how it kind of just evolved in Dakota, who we've had on the contest before, they moved the uh, time vault, or time capsule, from the Nick Hotel to somewhere else, and somewhere else in New Dakota, and he, like, it says everything that was in there, he kind of, he knew everything that was kind of in there, because it was already listed from another, um, another site, sorry, I just got a text message. You've got new messages. Yeah, like, <laughs> sorry. <coughs> my coughing is only from my dust. I was doing some sanding and shit. I don't have the corona. <laughs> I'm good. I don't have anything. No snot, no uh, no fever, no nothing like that. Just been sanding. I've been doing a lot of resin printing, so I would highly recommend, because all the masks got sold out, so I've been using a lot of the dust masks, um, to do it outside and take your Dremel and kind of put it away from you. I, my dumbass, knowing using Bondo and stuff, I didn't have any respirators near me, and I don't have any respirators on hand. I've been trying to find them from Home Depot and uh, Lowe's, um, and mostly everything's sold out. You can't really buy the 3M filters. Um, you have to go there personally and get them. I think they're about like 30 bucks, so I think in a few weeks I'll go out and buy a few ones. This kind of pandemic kind of calms down, so I can get a stock of filters and stuff like this when I'm standing. The reason of the sonic is it's not the way you're looking for, you know, like thing. Uh, um, oh shit, anyway, um, yeah, my girlfriend just sent me a text, uh, she didn't get a job that she wanted, so, eh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Dina Heist, um, anyway, so Dakota knew, uh, what was in the vault, and so yesteryear, yesteryear kind of has a list of, like, Nickelodeon, but the filming list, so I missed a lot of the filming, but I got to see the last, like, they used to take you through, and they used to film shows there, and stuff like that, and then they would take it, and they kind of just ended it, um, after the, um, uh, Kind of the fun thing, and I, but then like you get rest, and then one kid hops in the pool and then puts like slime on him. I got to actually try some slime. It tasted kind of weird, but it was cool to me. And then when I started at Universal Orlando, Nickelodeon was kind of done. Uh, it was it was closed up. I started in 07, got hired at Iway for Poseidon's Fury and Sinbad Stunt Show, which Sinbad Stunt Show is now closed. Which all the actors I met over my years, um, I got to see them on their last day there, and some of them worked for Disney over at the um, Indiana Stunt Show, and then now they work at the Newborn Stunt Show. A few of them got hired back for the Stunt Show. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about that, but I want to talk about my like my life with Universal, man. It's been freaking amazing to see the company go. The only thing I can say, man, is fucking Fast and Furious sucks dick, and I will not support that ride in any way. If you're going to go on it, go on the left side, not the right side. You'll see where it splits up. Just stay on the left side. I fell asleep on the ride recently. It's fucking bullshit. My friend wanted to come here and just do Fast and Furious. Like, I need to do Fast and Furious. I'm like, you can go by yourself. I love you, but you can go by yourself. He's like, but is it that bad? I said, Look it up online. They did a, the the family room and all that shit looks fucking amazing, phenomenal. The queue is fighting itself between the ride, and I told my friend I was like, just so you could fix the ride here, so you could fix it cheaply. But yeah, they were planning on putting it in Singapore, and that shit fell through. So thank God that shit fell through and it dread flopped. But Haggard's made up for it. Haggard's is fucking amazing. It's, I got to do that recently. Thank you, Lou, for helping me out get on that ride again. 
with a friend of mine, Ernesto, who I hope that's on the podcast shortly. Hopefully, maybe this week, maybe next week. Maybe from his house, we can chat through the cameras. <laughs> um, anyway, so this is just a fun theme park episode. So, um, 07 to 08, I finally, get, I finally go over to Terminator around the 08, late 08 mark to the 09 mark. So I was there for about eight years. I started at the Horror Makeup Show, which somebody spotted me from the podcast at Horror Makeup, and they went, I know you, and I went, do you know? And they went, yeah, you're the guy that does the open mind stuff. And I went, 3D printing. So, yeah. So, thank you for spotting me. Um, I'm shocked. And they've asked me some 3D printing questions. So, um, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, anyway. So, I kind of went between those two venues for a long time. And we got told, like I said in a previous podcast, Maurice and stuff like that. But I have a fun T2 thing which I'm going to surprise him with once I can mail it out to him. So, hopefully that all happens soon. <coughs> Anyway, um, so we finally get some, you know, the, the notice. It's been about, let's see, the 2013 mark. We got a notice of closing. We didn't close. Oh, we got 2014, 2015. It started getting wild. I was ready to fucking leave anyway because it was like, you're around the same table every day and you're just like, eh, I'm getting tired. I really want to go to. My goal was like to go to entertainment and I was talking with all the people and then Open Mind started back in 2015. So I was kind of working my butt up to do what I do now. You know, podcast wasn't going on as it is now. Um, and it was, honestly, Terminator was a fun venue, man. It was like, so many fun fucking stories between the film catching on fire, which I missed. <laughs> but I remember one of our Terminators. You can see him in the last show. His name is Ben. Um, ben was walking up to me near, I was backstage. I just, I just got to work and Ben just stopped. He goes, Ben's all spraying, really cool cat. Uh, ben stops, Ollie, Ollie. One, yeah, he goes, were you here earlier? I said, no, I wasn't. And he goes, dude, he goes, if you watch Gremlins before, I said, yeah, yeah. He goes, do you remember the movie theaters? And I said, yeah, they were all sitting in the film kind of corner. He goes, and everybody goes, that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. And I went, oh, shit. So they were telling, everybody, all the techs were telling me, and everybody, all the, you know, our, our show techs and blue shirts were telling me, and Ben was telling me, <laughs> in a very hilarious accent, because he's got an Australian accent, coolest cat ever, was telling me that, the screen started going, and all of a sudden, in the middle, it started, and it, like, caught on. It was like the freaking gremlins. Now, Terminator didn't have digital film. It still didn't have digital film at this time, like Shrek does and Jimmy Fallon does, where they're using a different projector system, like a 4K projector system, to do and do your thing. Um, the new system at Bourne is not even that at all. It's going to blow your fucking mind. And I will speak a little bit about it, but I'm not going to give away the show. I'll just tell you what I saw, but you're going to have to you know, once you go, you're gonna go and see it. Um, totally. The main show, a night. The pre-show, I, I wish, <coughs> I wish there were performers. Um, the queue is very bland. Now, it's the same queue from Terminator. Um, not much has changed. They just blew out a black. When you watch the video podcast, uh, I think it's, I don't know why you crab with this other guy can never do. I think it's like episode, 18? Um, this one? Yeah, maybe episode 18. Excuse <laughs> Um, look it up, and you'll watch it. I'll walk to the queue, and you, you can pretty much point out, but I'm gonna let you guys kind of, once I, once you see, you see. Um, so the queue was kind of extended, it was blown out, same kind of hallways, all that kind of stuff. So I got to walk to the back area just the other day, 
uh, before all this pandemic crap happened, and I was trying to see another show of Born because I wanted to see it one more time. A couple of friends of ours got to go see it three times because it was their entertainment, so they got to see more of it than we did. But I'm not going to spoil all of it, I promise. So Universal can calm down if they're legal listening to this and watching this. So when you do enter inside, it's kind of the same cue concept. And then there's like a core and a few things. For those, and I can understand why, we were always thinking when, when they were going to start the Bourne thing, we, we knew a couple of days ahead, they were Ben stopping out front, and Ben, you would never recognize him as Terminator ever. So to this day, you probably would recognize him, but you probably wouldn't recognize him. And don't go looking him up. He's not on Facebook or any kind of media. Well, he's on Google and stuff. If you look at the like the last year, you'll see that that's the guy, which you'll never know. Because if him and Mark Matthews, which I can say Mark's name is because Mark was on many other podcasts about Terminator. Um, so you'll find Mark. Um, Um, you know, Mark, um, Mark and him would switch out throughout the day because it was like, it was such an emotional day for everybody of Terminator closing and me getting to know Alan from Evil Monkey Studios, which you guys hope to have him on the podcast sometime soon. Really cool cat, really blessed to know him as a friend. Um, I met the work with his father years ago and his father, um, just bringing Alan up real quick, uh, was very awesome. His dad used to work with Barney. His dad was like, what do you want to do with Universal? I was like, oh, I want to do this and this and kind of get in the state. He said, you got to talk with Alan. Alan's always carrying around his props. I think he ended up making a uh, Halo gun, like an actual Halo, you know, the, the assault rifle, which he did. Super badass. I got to see it once and uh, it helped him out with some evil monkey stuff. <laughs> Excuse me. God, burping and barping and coughing. <laughs> but, uh, Got to work with Alan over the years and, and kind of learn about the stuff. He's actually in one of my last day posts. Really cool cat. I'm glad he got to work on some Galaxy's Edge stuff and some Nintendo stuff, which I'm not allowed to talk about. Can't even talk about what I kind of know what's going on over there. I can't wait to see what Nintendo's finally going to become and see what it's going to be like. I'm super stoked for like the commercial. Got more stoked for that than I am Star Wars Land. I got, still think it'd do Rise of Resistance, but it is one of those. I'm going to stop on the Born stuff. There's not really much I can say about the Born stuff. I'm just going to tell you what I kind of know. I will say that when you enter, it's going to be like kind of like like I said, watch the podcast previously. Um, they're still using the extended queue, which pretty much I don't know how they're going to do. Um, a friend of mine said that they had to redo the pre-show. This the viewing that I saw was the second viewing of it, second making of it. Apparently, creative and everybody said, "Not it." Now the pre-show is cool. It's kind of weird. And I'm not going to give too much away. Is that they're going to explain a lot of for those who don't know the Bourne movies, the Bourne franchise of what Treadstone is. When I saw one of our main COOs, I said to him in the store, I said, "Hey man, you should have called it the Treadstone Experience. That would have been much better." And still to this day, I think that's a good name, the Treadstone Experience, because it's a training program that they use. The Treadstone is the protocol name of uh, what they were trained under. That was the code name. And, like I said, the queue is pretty much the same. There's a car, there's a motorcycle, and then there's a kind of a sequence of why the hell, um, why the hell there's a car and a bike in the queue. It's very bland. It's supposed to be like CIA kind of presidential kind of thing. When you do walk up forward, it kind of splits you into two groups. I don't know how this is going to go with the express or regular. Um, and then they bring you into the pre-show. And you are explained through a video, huge thing, of what the hell's going on, who the hell born is, what the agenda is of the stunt show. You know, what the agenda is, why, you know, this is a stunt show. Essentially, uh, it's all going to explain to you, I'm not going to give anything much away. 
Um, but when you're done with that, it's about six to seven minutes, maybe longer. I don't know. I didn't really count. I was just kind of like, you could barely hear anybody over the intercom. <laughs> That's pretty much what it was. It was like, so what they were pretty much telling us, hey, you know, don't take a few steps forward, take a few steps to your right. Same thing as Terminator when you want people to move forward. The only thing I think that was missing from the pre-show was, I wish there was a live person talking to you. Maybe a, an agent, maybe somebody who was, you know, discussing who the hell he was <laughs> a little bit more. I kind of do understand why they kind of said, eh, to that idea. I kind of do and I kind of don't. What is this? What is this? So the pre-show kind of explains verbatim who Jason Bourne was, what the whole experience of what all the movies entail of Treadstone and stuff like that, who he's become, why he's so dangerous, stay the hell away from him. And it kind of gives you like this really rendering of like going downstairs and like you'll be following Bourne for this whole entire thing. When you enter, the theater feels like to me it's a lot smaller than T2 3D. Uh, I might be completely wrong on the seat side, but it does feel a lot more compressed, which is cool because it wants to give you more intimate feel. Now the screen... I've been told, even when during commissioning, and my friends that commissioned, now I can speak about it from what I've seen, but I'm still, again, I'm not getting much, uh, um, things away. If you guys will go on the Today Show, they, 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 it's on there. The screen is ginormous. It is huge, man. Apparently the screen cost them, I think, what, five million dollars? I might be wrong even on that number. They said five million, or somebody said five million, which I don't fucking doubt it. It's a five million dollar screen? Wow. It's completely all LCD, or LED. It is intense. The shit is like photorealistic. Like you forget what you're looking at. So when you go in, um, people blend into the damn thing. So you're like, oh my god, is that an actor? Is that, is that a CGI person? Um, for those who have motion sickness, hold on to your butts, man. I, you can't, they kept saying the seats were going to move, but the seats don't move. They're very comfortable. And there's a lot of uh, T2 effects, like a lot of wind. There's a lot of water, a little bit of water. And they couldn't remember what during one scene. I'm not going to spoil the scenes. But I will say there's some pretty fucking cool shit going on in there. Sets move, man. Things are moving around you and making you feel... The screen, it feels like you're moving because it feels like you're walking. They are walking on a conveyor belt system. They've already shown that through the Today Show. There is a motorcycle. But I'm not going to spoil a lot. There's a lot of quick movement underneath the stage going on. Everybody needs to be on sequence. There is a uh, sequence where she's on a ball. The lady's hanging out of the ball. And I won't say what that ball is used for. Um, but there are a lot of gunfire. There's a lot of tactical shooting, um, and there's a lot of blending into the surroundings, because Bourne would do that. A lot of the actors are blending in with it, so it's kind of like, is that an actor, or is that not an actor? The show um, takes about 20, I want to say about 25 minutes, I'm guessing it's about 700 seats. Uh, Terminator was 708, I'm guessing this is about 700 or less, maybe 699, I might be completely wrong on that, for people that are like, you got your wrong, and I'm a technician. Listen, I asked a few people questions. They won't really give me the answers. So I tried getting a flight over there. No one would take me. Weird. <laughs> anyway, these are just my things on the show. The show is freaking incredible how the sets actually move with you. Some people who have motion sickness might actually get sick because the, the LCD is really, really, really smooth um, with the way they walk on the conveyor belt system. If you want to look at the Today, today Show, it's there. Um, the ball system, like what she was hanging on, I can't say what it's used for. Cannot say what it's used for. I want you guys to be surprised when it opens because I will say there's more motorcycle sequence. I thought was pretty badass and how the they use the lift systems and the conveyor belt systems and all that kind of stuff. It's pretty freaking cool. 
how these I'd like to quick changes. Um, the show felt paced quick, very quick. Um, I can see why there's a lot of performers doing their thing. The pre-show, like I said, was pretty bland to me. I mean, I already knew the movies and stuff like that, and apparently this was the second go of how they did it, but I won't say, like I said, all they're explaining is um, who he is, what it is, da -da -da. and then they kind of edited some stuff together and went, okay, we'll try that. Um, so the pre-show is pretty bland in my opinion. The queue is pretty bland in my opinion. The show is where the money counts, and that they it shows. There's a lot of moving sets. There's a lot of things that are like, holy shit. Um, you know, there's a lot of props that are moving around with you in the thing. And I think um, people are going to really freaking enjoy it. Now, I was going to say, like, oh, my God, I'm not going to enjoy this damn show. But I gave it a 9. A 9 out of 10. Definitely for all the coordination stuff that they're doing and the quickness of it. Um, because you're moving from one scene to one. My girl was, like, nudging me the whole Like, can I just fucking enjoy the show? And just kind of, we'll talk about it after. She was pointing out technicians and people getting ready in positions. I'm like... Yes, I can see them around me. I, I'm, I've been, I've worked it. And she goes, well, you've worked in the show forever. Like, you know all the doors and stuff. I'm like, I do, but they've extended this side and this side. And there's a lot of running up and down stairs for the performers and the actors. I, I don't see how, with all the set movement, they're going to get um, three shows an hour. I see, they want to get two shows an hour. This is all rumored, by the way. I don't know what the exact sequence is going to be. But in my theory, uh, one show an hour, I would think more logical, because with all the movement, the actors are going to be fucking exhausted. You're going to have two teams. This is my guess. Uh, my guess is probably two teams, maybe one team tag. There's a lot of performers that can pretend to be who they are, and a lot of them are blending in, which is super fucking cool. I thought that was a really neat sequence. And um, once the show's open, I could probably get a few of the performers on the talk with them that I know, and we can talk about some of the stuff that... I'm hoping to go backstage and see some of the more of the prop work and how it's all done. Um, but I enjoyed the sequence, how it all goes up, and there's things that move around, and there's things that... People with motion sickness, I would highly recommend, hold on to your chair, because it is going to make... A few people said they got a little woozy, because it was like, yeah, you, you're not moving, but it feels like you are moving, but you're really not moving, because the, the screen is, like, rotating, and um, the screen, the, the LCD screen stays where it is, but there are props coming out in sequence, locking in position, and there's um, vehicles, you know, locking in position, moving and rotating, and I won't say what a few things are meant for, but when you get there, it's, it's just this whole terror. The technology there is fucking insanity. <laughs> um, people should really enjoy the show. Um, I gotta say, the props that they're using, the, the looks like MP5s and a lot of uh, 45s or 9mm handguns like Glocks or something like that, Smith & Wesson. I don't know what actually they're using, so I may be completely wrong, but they are using 9mm and they are using like a, like a compressed um, hand uh, machine gun to make sort of certain scenes. I won't say what the scenes are. You'll find out when you finally see the show. Uh, but uh, yeah, just the sequentials of using water effects, wind effects, the screen by itself is like, holy shit. Um, it makes up for a lot of the... Mm, what I've been told, you want to go for the best experience by people who have seen the show a couple thousand, a couple hundred times. They've already got to do like testing and they've already been in there. You want to go kind of towards the front because you feel like you're kind of engaged. If you're in the back, you can kind of see things kind of coming around you. Um, but wherever they sit you, they sit you. Just, you're going to have a good time. You're probably going to want to see the show twice. It's definitely going to be good. It's not, I, it's, in my opinion, 
Will it plateau? Maybe. Um, but I see it being a show you might want to see again. It's definitely, it's, it's like an, it's like an Indiana Stone show. It doesn't show you behind the scenes. It shows you some of the cool tech and some of the cool stunt work. It's not like, let me show you how it's done. It, no, it's let me, we're doing some cool ass stunts for you to see. So, I see during our show that we got to see, unfortunately it did go down. The actors did get up and run off. You saw them run off and stuff like that. And us being employees, like, we were all like sitting there going, ah, you know, we wanted to see the end of it. And, um, and, uh, you can see all the stuff presenting, and so state manager comes on. Attention, everybody, we need you guys to stay. We are going to do a quick reset, and we should get back to normal in just a quick second. And thank you for your patience. And we're like, oh, well, some guy goes, we'll wait. <laughs> sure enough, we'll wait. Why? I would like to see how this actually ends. Don't kick us out. I don't know how they're going to reset why guests are in there. Now, this is a whole uh, up in the air. I don't know. Um, but with us being employees and signing our lives away, um, we got to see it reset. It resets pretty freaking quick, so apparently they get to reset a scene. Boom, boom, boom. So I'm guessing it's going to be a lot quicker to reset something and have actors ready. Um, I won't say the scene reset it in, but it was a pretty cool scene, and I was like, mm, that was really cool. Like, that was a really cool sequence. Um, like I said, I have my favorite sequences that I really enjoyed, and I won't say what they are until you see the show, and then I'm pretty sure somebody out there and, uh, and uh, Atlanta Informer or one of those Informer shits will fucking put it on YouTube. And is it a show you want to see on video? Mm. No, it's something you need to see while you're there. Honestly, uh, like uh, it's, this, this isn't something recorded. This isn't something. There are some uh, background stuff going on that's recorded, pre-recorded, but a lot of it has to do with performance and uh, technology. So you'd want to see it again. It's kind of like seeing Indian. In the Indiana stunt show, you'd want to see it. Why see it on a video? It doesn't do it justice. You need to feel that excitement, that boom. It feels fucking cool to see it. Um, does it feel better? Is it better than Fast and the Flop? Yeah, absolutely. I would rather see uh, Born than I would see fucking uh, Fast and the Flop any day. Which I'm hoping they lock that, they fucking knock that thing down and turn it into a damn roller coaster or something. Yeah, that's an idea. Um, anyway. Yeah, and so, like, the show is really good with the technology. The sets move in, like, super smooth, and everybody's on pretty much sequence. Um, but, yeah, man, some of the sets and some of the stuff that they do is pretty awesome. So somebody said, like, you want to go towards the front, um, and kind of, like, in the front area, because you feel like it's like Terminator. So if you look at the door, these things go up. These don't go up at all. Everything kind of just slides around you. They're all hidden sets and people hidden and stuff like that to do what they got to do. And... Um, was pretty fucking awesome to see, and I think you guys would really, really enjoy the show. Um, what can I say about it? Uh, definitely a show. The show is definitely a nine. The you could see when you walk into the building, a lot of things like in the main front part really weren't touched. The queue. Then you said if you want to look through the old Terminator stuff, uh, Maurice Host, who on the podcast, who's a big Terminator. He's recorded the queue stuff. So if you want to go on like uh, his stuff, I'll see if I can put that down below so you can see and. Then, Unfortunately, we're not allowed to take any photos or videos that we went through because it's an employee thing, so you really can't until it's open to the public. And I'm pretty sure in a month or two, once Corona dies down and the park does get back to the operational thing, we'll have an opening. I don't know when it's going to be. You know, I'm hoping everybody's going to come back safe and sound and uh, healthy and stuff like that, but we don't know. But is this something to look forward to? Yeah, shit. Um, I don't make a sense. The fucking Q sucks. The pre show sucks. The show is where they spend all the money, obviously, and to make it look good. And the, the actors and performers are doing a lot of hard work to, 
you know, to get that timing down to where they have to do it, so the show over and over again. I don't see it being a every, every 30 minute show. It doesn't seem, in my my opinion, that it's going to be an every 30 minute show. Possibly every 45 minutes? It sounds more like it. So, uh, every 45 minutes sounds fine to me. It sounds like enough time where the actors can get a quick breath and go back to it. I don't see it being an every 30 minute show. So, probably an every 40, every 45 minutes because the actors are going to need more to that time. And the crowds will be a lot more bigger for them to kind of accommodate and stuff like that. So, um, like I said, pre-show fucking garbage. Q fucking garbage. Um, the main show is where the money counts. And I think you'll be pleasantly surprised with all the effects and stuff that they brought. Um, it, it's going to be good. I'm hoping, uh, the sad part is I think it's going to go down quite a bit. Because it's a technology or something isn't going to go right. Which is going to happen. Everybody needs to kind of get their flow of the show. And it's a new show. It's a new technology. So we don't know. You know, so bear with it. When you get inside, definitely go check it out, man. I think it's going to be something you're going to enjoy. It's like I said, it's like the best way to describe it is like an Indiana stunt show. Indiana doing stunt show with newer fucking technology, with like digital technology and uh, some guns and some props and some things that are, and some freaking really cool like vehicles that they're using, like really fucking cool that are, you know, it's really neat. I like I said, my favorite sequence. You've already saw it in today's show. There is a motorcycle, but I won't say what it does. Uh, it was like a, a what the fuck moment. Um, for me, it was like, oh, that that's cool. Like I was like, okay, that's good. The whole show I clapped for because I clapped for the performers because they do a hell of a lot of work of getting themselves ready and all the stunt people that are behind the scenes uh, that you don't see. They're playing the extras. They're all part of the show. The cool thing is like scene one, which you did see on today's show. That's the first sequence where she's you know punching the stunt guy. Um, it really looks weird. Like, it looks like real people, but there's not from people there. Like, they're all blended into, like, the thing, and then some guy pops out, and you're like, oh, shit, that's a real person. So, um, I think, you know, is, is, it, is it a successor to T2? Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. And it's sad to say, like, everybody's like, but I like T2. Yeah, we have all loved T2, and the uh, person that's worked there for eight years, you know, I, I gotta say, and T2 worked there much longer than me, you know, um, it, this is kind of a good... <sighs> This is kind of a good hurrah. It's kind of a good, you know, good salute to, to you know, like Universal. Universal coming back to being um, a stunt to, to make you want to come see the show. And I hope Universal doesn't duplicate this show at all. It doesn't need to be duplicated. I hope it just stays in Orlando uh, so people come back and see it. Um, the problem with me with the Orlando, Universal Orlando and Disney is a lot of them duplicate a lot of the shit that they do. And they don't need to be duplicating the rise or something like that. Um... So I'm hoping this show stays with Orlando, and I know Nintendo's being a lot of duplicated because it needs to go in Japan first, and then I guess we're the last ones to get, I think, a Hollywood second, and then Orlando third, but I'm not really sure on that, I might be completely fucking wrong, but I, knew, I do know Japan's getting it first, uh, because it's Japan, and Nintendo is in Japan. Anyway, uh, but yeah, man, if you are coming to the parks in a few more months, um, or later in your life. Hopefully the show's up and running. Hopefully y'all will all be back together and this shit will be out the door. It's coronavirus. But, um, we shall see. And hopefully we get back bigger and better than ever. We are Cyberdyne. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I really enjoyed the show. I really enjoyed it. We got to go see it before. The funny part is, before fucking Corona hit, uh, they were offering a showing on Friday and I didn't get to see it. A friend of mine, a couple of my friends, Worth Universal got to go see it one more time, and even they were like blown away. They're like, "Okay, the show was amazing." I'm like, "Yeah, but the queue sucked." And they're like, "The queue wasn't." Oh, like, no, you're, you're right. And then like, 
uh, the pre-show sucks. Ah, uh, the pre-show wasn't that bad. I'm like, no, it, it sucked. You know? I'm like, why do you hate it so much? I'm like, no, I'm just pulling out the truth. The pre-show, everybody was talking. A lot of my friends in the back, they couldn't hear. Some of my friends never saw the movie. The movie, so they're like, did you see the boring thing? How, how are they? I'm like, they're good. Like, they're really good. Jeremy Rayner's one was okay. <laughs> but the first two were good, and then the last one was really good, which kind of explains, um, you know, about him and stuff like that, and how the Treadstone experience, Treadstone, you know, his father's the one who designed it and stuff like that. So I recommend kind of, maybe kind of brush up on YouTube or kind of watch the really fucking good movies. They're really good. This is when Universal was making some really good films, and I don't know what the hell they were doing now. So, I mean, I like the movie movie. Everybody was like, I hate the movie. I like the movie. I wish they started that, like my buddy said, Pernesco said, uh, they started that with, uh, maybe Dracula, like a really good Dracula, and then started that with the, the, the Dark Universe, but I kind of hope in later times they do, but come up with a good Dracula, a good Invisible Man. I would love to see a good Invisible Man, or something like that. Some good old Universal classics. I'm hoping, um, Epic Universe is claiming, claiming to have a Monsters Island, or whatever the Monsters area. So I'm kind of, Universal Monsters, so I'm kind of, we're all, Everybody is like, I hope they don't fuck that. Everybody, everybody who likes the monsters, like, hoping they don't fuck that up. But we shall see. Um, we'll see. But yeah, Jason Bourne, the whole Bourne thing. The store, though, is fucking bright. This is the one thing we were walking out the other day, and uh, one of the guys working with the ants, and we, we were just talking, because people were putting it on YouTube, and the doors blow open. Um, because of all the, the air pressure. And, um, he was stating that, um, that the wardrobe was kind of weird because he wished they would have to wear the fatigue pants like that. He's like, we gotta wear this like presidential gear, which is like a vest, a white, uh, um, blue vest and stuff like that. So, and the store is just really fucking bright. So they were all telling me like when they were watching the show, testing it, like they, even they were getting like, uh, motion sickness just standing there because they forgot where they were. They forgot like, oh shit, I'm, a, I'm at a show, you know, um, so the store has a lot of, um, monster stuff. <laughs> And a lot of Jason Bourne just t-shirts, uh, shirts, keychains, stuff like that. I, I really didn't know how the hell they were going to, um, um, sell merchandise for the show, but the, the hoodie, the, the hoodie shirt that, like, goes into a backpack, I might get one of those when we're on the holiday sale. That might be a good idea, so hopefully, you know, they come down in price, but, um, yeah, I mean, the show is going to be amazing. It's going to be good. People are going to be treated well to a good show. Um, definitely a nine. The pre-show, eh. The Q. It's like T2's. T2's Q was cool because it had, like, the old video. But then when they switched over to, to Genesis, which I can now say, it's sort of been closed for now, two years. Uh, they were switching over to Genesis, but I only got to see it. only got to see that clip it, like, once in my life, and I don't really remember much of it because it was so fast. It was like, it was in Genesis, and... They're like, oh shit. Um, and, you know, this one kind of just like the video screens, like Terminator was, but like upgraded screens, and it's kind of like an a, like a quiz thing, and you're kind of getting ready for a show. You're kind of getting ready to go into the CIA and then explain what the hell's going on, who you're looking for, and then kind of seeing, um, you know, um, you know, seeing, trying to find Jason Bourne, but not engaging Jason Bourne. So, there's going to be a lot of Jason Bourne stuff. Um, yeah, like I said, you're going to enjoy the show. It's definitely, um, don't knock it until you try it. I mean, we've all seen it, and many people have been trying to sneak in and catch it. And when I was there at the exit, um, in my wardrobe and working and stuff like that, um, 
I know a, a couple of people, like either from Orlando Informer or some of those uh, media stupid companies come walking up and they go, is they doing testing or is, is it just you the lie? And it's like, if you're part of Orlando Informer, you should know. Or if you're part of this group, I didn't ask any of this, but I think one of them was because he kind of gave me, the, he was on the phone with somebody and he was like, well, I'll find out they're doing, they're doing this. And I'll, I'll find out so-and-so. I'll be talking with him in the office. I guess somebody was part of the media for one of those stupid companies. I mean, if they're, if they're that fucking good, Universal will tell you. If you're that fucking good and you're that media frenzy, you should you should, you should know. Don't don't ask us. So we don't fucking... We didn't even know. Um, but yeah, they asked us, like, oh, and like, no, no, it's real, but it's only for the employees. They want to test the employees first because they can kill us. <laughs> wink, wink. Just kidding. We just had a lot of NDAs and shit. So we don't have to, like, you know... Like I said, I'm very coy about what the show is going to be. You'll, like I said, you'll... I can't say a lot. Until it's like finally up in the night, like, did you see that? You know, um, but yeah, like, so today's show had some of the stuff on, so you'll be able to see some of the stuff. And if they turn the camera so you can see the seeds, but the seeds look like it's on the today's show, so you can look it up. I'm not spoiling anything, Universal already, it's out there. I just can't spoil like what I really saw, so but I can say what I, you know, saw about like the moving sets and the screen and stuff like that. So, like I said, that screen's like five mil, holy shit. Um, it looks like it, especially from far back. But so the recommended seat is in the front, towards like second or third, because you feel more compressed, so stuff's not like you don't see it coming. Like, ooh, there's a set coming. Even being far back, I didn't mind that. I didn't mind seeing a set coming because it was cool seeing it set up and going where are we at now. What what's part of the show we see now? So it, it was a quick setup and it was a quick thing, and like I said, my favorite part is the bike scene, and I won't tell you where that is or when it's going to happen. And there's a few other scenes that I liked um, that I won't spoil. Um, but yeah, uh, like I said, the queue sucks. This, that, and thing sucks. The pretty sure, like I said, I was told by a friend <laughs> that that was the second uh, making of the pretty show because the first one sucked. So I'm like, why didn't they just stick a person in there? And he's like, He's like, yeah, somebody else does the same thing while they just put a person in there. I just thought it would be more interactive having a person from Treadstone uh, talking to you, kind of explaining what the hell they're looking for. Um, I can't say what's in the pre-show. I can't say the, who's in the in the video or what the hell. I can just say they're explaining, for those who've never seen a movie, they're explaining what the hell is going on. So, and there's a pretty cool Easter egg. Like, apparently with the annual pass holders, they're in a clip it. I won't say where, but they're in a clip it. Somewhere in the queue or the pre-show. We'll say that. Uh, I can't say whereabouts. I can't say for how long. Or who's in it, because I don't even know. I did see a few people, so I'll let you guys see it before anything. But yeah, I wish the pre-show was more kind of interactive. They were more talking with you and stuff like that. But it's a pre-show. It's a, it's, it's a stun show. It's not meant to be like, like a really hard deem or anything like that. It's, it's a freaking stun show and you're going to enjoy it. And like I said, a nine for the stun show. Oh, you know, for the uh, queue in the pre-show. It really sucked, in my opinion. And they need to fix the audio in the goddamn intercoms because I almost wanted to walk up to the girl and go, mute the mic, mute the audio, and then talk. Because I told you to do it at T2. Here to go. Okay, ladies, I need to take a few steps forward and a few steps to your right, please. With the exception of those in the very front, everyone else please take a few steps forward and a few steps to your right. Thank you. That's what you say. All you heard from was, that's what you heard. That's all you fucking heard. I was like, they had a freaking mic system or what? So, 
Um, the pre-show from Terminator has very much changed. There's nothing pretty much T2-related uh, at all, um, except for the cube. The cube pretty much gives that T2 vibe. Um, you'll know what I mean. Uh, when, uh, when, uh, you know, you'll see. I just got a follower on Instagram. Thank you for the follow. Uh, what is your name? Eight Story Tree? Eight Story Tree. Uh, that's the Anyway, guys, I'm gonna sign off. I wanna wish you guys, um, happy healthiness and hopefully all you guys are staying quarantined and taking this shit somewhat seriously. And you get enough TP to wipe your asshole. And uh, I know I got a TP today. I don't need to use TP. I got a fucking bidet and stuff like that. Um, hope to see some of you around Universal Orlando. Hope to see some of you when this new porn thing opens up. Hopefully, I got you excited. They want to see the damn show. Definitely, in my opinion, a nine. Most everybody's been seeing the show and got to see testing of it. Give it a nine. I, I mean, some people are like, no, no, no. It's really the queue's good. I'm like, the queue sucks. The pre-show sucks. The show is where it counts. So, like I said, I couldn't spoil too much, but better than T2. Yeah, yeah, I, I gotta say, it's it's definitely it's definitely a, uh, a goodbye to T2. It's definitely a, a you know been there, done that. It's not a smack in the face to T2. T2, there will be nothing ever like it again. Like Japan, I think is the only version left, and we had Japan film, and we have had so much that Maurice owns a few things, and I own something from T2. On the, uh, over here on the wall, I own, you know, I bought it, so, uh, I gotta put it somewhere. I don't know where the hell to put it yet. Um, uh, but we shall see. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely see the show. It's gonna be, it's gonna be fucking great. I mean, like I said, if you're just there to show, you know, and want to see a cool show, the, Q, the show is gonna be what you want to see. The, the Q and the pre show, you can evenly hit our hit or miss. But I wouldn't, even if you haven't never seen the films, see them anyway. They're pretty fucking fun to see. And they're a really good story of, like, who this guy is. Pretty awesome. My girl was like, can we watch those? I'm like, yeah, we watched them. She's like, okay. Put them on the list. I was like, all right. So I had the movies on the list. And so we're going to watch We're going to watch them sometime soon. So she can kind of watch them and kind of get an understanding of who the hell he is and why he's so dangerous as a, as a sleeper agent. So pretty cool shit. But, uh, Again, hope you guys are all going to do well. I hope to see you guys back in theme parks. Hopefully, good, good blessings to all your families. I'm not really religious or anything like that. Um, just all the best to you and your families. Hope you guys are safe. Um, thumbs up to all of you. And love each other. And uh, as always, keep an open mind. Have a good one. I will talk to you guys later this week in my quarantine. Day 6. <laughs> Day 6. Quarantine. See ya. And of mine. You've been listening to an Open Mind Industries production. For everything Open Mind, visit OpenMindIndustries.com. Keep an open mind.